three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here, continuing to encourage us all to be reading God's Word. And right now going through, reading through parts of the Bible. So we've been all the way through Genesis, and now we are almost all the way through Exodus. And this does not mean we're going to be in Leviticus next. It might be. We'll see what I feel I'm being led to do. But here we are in chapter 30 now of Exodus and going to talk about the altar of incense. This is a uh, table or altar that will be right right in the holies, right before you go into the holy of holies. So it's right by the veil separating the two rooms of the tent. And this is where incense will be burned every morning and every evening by Aaron and the priest. And once a year, uh, a special blood offering will be here. So let's let's check it out. Chapter 30, verse 1. You shall make an altar on which to burn incense. You shall make it of acacia wood. A cubic shall be its length and a cubic its breadth. It shall be square and two cubits shall be its height. Its horn shall be of one piece with it. You shall overlay it with pure gold, its top and around its sides and its horns. And you shall make a molding of gold around it. You shall make two golden rings for it. Under its molding on two opposite sides of it, you shall make them. And they shall be holders for the poles with which to carry it. You shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. And you shall put it in front of the veil that is above the ark of the testimony. In front of the mercy seat that is above the testimony where I will meet with you. And Aaron shall burn fragrance, fragrant incense on it. Every morning when he dresses the lamps, he shall burn it. And when Aaron sets up the lamps at twilight, he shall burn it. A regular incense offering before the Lord throughout your generations. You shall not offer unauthorized incense on it or a burnt offering or a grain offering. You shall not pour a drink offering on it. Aaron shall make atonement on its horns once a year with the blood of the sin offering of atonement. He shall make atonement for it once in the year throughout your generations. It is most holy to the Lord. All right. So that's through verse 10, verses 1 through 10 of chapter 30 there in Exodus. And so more about the instructions that God is giving to Moses about this tent of meetings and these pieces of furniture that are going to be very mobile because the children of Israel are going to be moving a lot for the next 40 years before they go into the promised land. And then once they're in the promised land, it'll be a while before they actually come get around to building a permanent temple. So God knows this. And so he's making everything very mobile, very gold, uh, a lot of acacia uh, wood. And but the thing that... To, that pops out to me here today in this was that you know, God is setting things apart and he's saying that this is how it's going to be done. This is my way. This isn't about your way. This isn't about your feelings. This is about the Holy God of Israel saying, this is how it will be. And we are to follow his instructions to the letter. And so he's, Letting us know not only what to do, but that you better not try to do anything that is not prescribed here. So he gets this warning out 
um, that there should be no other incense, no other offerings. And he it's a warning, right? So I'm trying to find that again. You should not pour a drink offering on it uh, or any unauthorized incense on it. So what has been separated, set apart, made holy for the worship of God, that is what you shall use. And if you run out, don't just go find, oh, we ran out of wine for this. Let's just go, hey, here's a bottle of wine over here. We'll use that. No, was that was that set apart for the worship of God? And... You know, one of the things that I think often we get confused in our own walk with the Lord is thinking that we're we're just like everybody else. Now, we are just like everybody else and that we're sinners. But God is making us holy, which means God is setting us apart, setting us apart from others. And that may sound conceited, but he's not setting us apart because we're smarter. He's not setting us apart because we're better or less wicked. He's setting us apart to make us holy, to cause us to be in a place where we are walking with him and we are pleasing to him and we are falling more in love with him. But he is setting us apart. And there's an aspect to this where where God is showing Moses, I am setting you apart. I am setting Aaron apart, his sons, the people of Israel. I am setting them apart from the others for this time. It is the real deal. And I think that often we miss it today when we fast forward to now that God is still in the business of setting people apart and that he has a very, very specific reason for doing it. And we should probably be about finding out what that is. So as you find out what that is today, I am praying for you. Have a good one and we'll talk to you soon. God bless. Bye-bye.